0: News around, I mean, every time you turn around, people are asking me, Mike, who else is going to be gone from the department? What are the big changes? What's going to go on next? What's the biggest news that's going on? I don't even know
1: where to start. I can tell you the smallest news that you'll hear today. Okay. And that's that there is one more departure, and it's the person sitting right next to you. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dandos. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston, they now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. And girls. Under Perea lays it up, 1.4, Perea hits it, the pass is caught, ready for the game winner, wide left, Bucs win, ball spotting for three, the place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bello! He's gonna make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game! East Tennessee State's gonna leave on another. They got him! If he catches it, it's over. Ball game! Touchdown Jawan Stinson, 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucs have shocked the
1: Bulldogs. And the sidekick, (gasps) who? In the blue hell are you? <laughs> You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. You're really right It's a now. farce. You are really. Sandos and no
0: sidekick. Sandos and alone. Sandos and, boy, I look around the Work, office and it's me. Working <laughs> title.
1: This will be a working <laughs> title, I think, in the show notes.
0: Sandoz, no sidekick. I don't know what to do here. Or do I continue just to uh, just be in denial that I am right at this moment and I just continue to talk and throw things to you and just say, well, you got nothing. All right. That's it. That's all you got, Mike. Because, you know, I'm not used to not having anything come back. Then just go with it.
1: You know, you make a good point. I walked through these halls the last week or two and there are not a lot of people here. Is there anyone still employed by the athletic department on a non-interim basis aside from yourself? You may be. I know you're the senior member of that group. You probably were the senior member already anyway. But all of the people that you've seen, both in a very public nature and then some behind the scenes that did not really make a big deal out of it or others did not break news, so on and so forth, like quietly ended their time at ETSU. um, It has been a significant amount of people. It is Jay Sandoz. It is ETSU. They have been synonymous. They are still synonymous, but now there are no more bucks. It's just Jay Sandoz the buck. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, it's... Uh, and now I'm abandoning you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The look in your eyes is a bit empty. Yeah, it's not you to off into it's space. Not good. It's not good. You That's usually not... stare off into space during the show, but it's not because of devastation. It's, it's the just ADHD other reasons. Or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah,
0: that you know, or whatever it's called. But,
1: yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, there's a, a start of a, a season, and... Uh, how many games can you broadcast? How many different platforms can you broadcast the same game on at once? That may be the thing.
0: Could be the thing. I know there are uh for non or oh, is in football. I believe you can even football men's basketball, you can sort of dub it over. Um I always hated the way those sound. I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, you know, maybe 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 we'll go to the bullpen, you know, maybe maybe we'll get Dust Jackson, David Jackson off or Casey Marlar or some of those guys that are still around, unless they've abandoned me too. Right now, I've got a lot of abandonment issues. Um, you know, at one point in time, your like, family's still and, around, right? They they are. But I'm just okay, just to think. making sure. Um, there's two offices in my suite to my left. They're empty. Joanne, who is retired but right. but works some, so there's half office, and then Matt's the other one, and he's gone. So it's me
1: and I'm down the hall next to an office that is vacant currently because that person also left. I'm leaving today. There's more empty space than bodies filling the spaces in this dome right now.
0: I mean, it's gotten so bad
1: that I don't really need an office that they're – I'm moving in
0: the break room. I don't know if you heard that.
1: Yeah, Uh, which does seem fitting in a couple of ways, uh, but – I do spend a lot of
0: time (laughs) on the cooler and the microwave.
1: uh, But – it does seem odd. like are they just trying to vacate your entire suite? Like they looked around and said, "Okay, everyone else is leaving, so we're going to kick Jay out too." What are they going to use that for? It is confusing to say the least.
0: Well, they ha- they have added acad- more academic people, so I believe the academics is going to go student athlete student comes yep. first. That's good. Yep, uh, got to do that. Um, do have a- we do have several new hires that have been hired? Mm. There's not here yet. The new. Kay. Marketing guy, we have a new SID, the new uh, Lauren Action Office transitioning to an internal position. So we have a new head of academics that's been hired, not here. Yep. Uh, mental health services has been hired, Good. not here. Good. Um, Women's basketball coach was hired uh, here. Here, um, yep. yep. So we got that. So, but uh, back in Blacksburg, packing up a house. So not here today. Sure. So, uh, and I think there's, you know, three or four more jobs that are still open. Yes. So, uh, and, you know, most notably, and the hardest to fill, it's going to be Mike Gallagher. No, I don't know about and, that. And but here's here's why. Who else can deal with my space cadetness? Is that a word? <laughs> should be add that to the English language that you're not doing it anymore. That being said,
1: ah, uh, that's what we should have done in the last show. Uh, one more of those.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's the gift that keeps on giving. I have more people that are friends that just tune in whenever you say you're going to do that segment that never listen to our show ever. Absolutely. So
1: that is that, one of the best segments we've had.
0: You know, there's. Uh, For me, though, I mean, because there was a lot of things that over time I've been able to hand off and not have to do and get my life back. The first was the video side of things where I had to do all, and I didn't know all that, and getting Steven there. And then sort of having good students, uh, really starting with John Stevens and then Steve Linebarker, Tim Van Thorne out. Then we go into, you know, Keith Brake and uh, Trey, Jacob, you, um, and then Parker, and then really you and Parker – Parker kind of took some stuff ran with it. You were a professional, came back to school, and was able to run to a different level. And I hope the fan base has that have followed us that long, and probably it's so subtle, some things they probably don't know. But just to see where we've been able to grow the network with people and services, you know, the goal will be to, you know, as next man up, right? You know, I hate to say it, but it's going to be a while, and the next guy come up probably – certain things not going to be able to do everything mike gallagher did and you know they may be able to add some stuff mike gallagher couldn't do so you know just hopefully patience with the new guys they come in is the one thing about the bucks i think you can agree with is once you become a buck the fans as they always do just wrap their arms around you and i think you've made uh you know rather they're And they have been real friends on occasions, but they have been, you know, social media friends and Twitter friends and acquaintances and followers and whatever. But you've had sort of run the gamut, right? And so they always say, "Leave something better than how you found it," and certainly Mike Gallagher's doesn't.
1: That was my hope coming in, and I put this out in a number of different social media platforms earlier today. And it's true, you know, people oftentimes say these types of things. I think it's conjecture, you know, and um, it's just something you say in the moment. I think I truly meant every word of these posts. I could not have imagined in my most vivid dreams, both uh, haunting and of the uh, fantastic variety, all of the things that would happen over these five years. You know, I came in as a GA and, you know, year two, uh, we started this podcast five days a week. There is not a podcast before or since that has been five days a week produced by an athletic department. We did something that no one in the nation, I'm not sure if I don't I know, know how smart it was either. In no, I'm not sure if anyone's <laughs> ever done it. I know at that time, no one else was doing it. You'd struggle to find again, produced by the actual athletic department, a podcast that weekly Uh, would go on um, versus five days a week for us. And, and, you know, we ebbed and flowed after that, three days, two days, back to three days, two days. Depending on the year, obviously, the COVID year was very difficult. The fact that we did it at all during that 2020-21 year when everything was compressed to, like, late November and then ending in, you know, late May versus having three more months to work with. I don't know how we made it through that year. I don't know how we made it through the five days a week. And honestly, those five-day-a-week shows – That first year, I went back and I was just kind of racking my memory for some of my favorite things on the show, since this is the last one that you and me will do together. And then when you bring in whoever uh, the next person is going to be, and by the way, it is going to be a really quality person. I know you know this. I'm not sure fans and listeners really know just how competitive broadcasting is. It's going to be a loaded candidate pool. I've already talked to a couple people. You had like, I told one person broadcasting and word spread like wildfire and you had like 20 people within a couple of days reach out to you. It's going to be somebody really good. Uh, they're probably going to be better than me at a lot of different stuff. Um, so there will be no drop off. It may even be an improvement. Um, but I look back on those five day a week podcasts and gosh, whether it was the route tree with Austin Herrick, whether it was angry man, obviously that was always a favorite of, of many across the Buccaneer sports network, um, either you and me, the ones that worked on it, or listeners, um, all the fun stuff that we did because we did have to get very creative <laughs> trying to fill five days a week when you're covering really, you know, three sports essentially, men's basketball, women's basketball, football. We did mix in some volleyball and some soccer and some other stuff, but those are the three big revenue-generating sports here, so we covered them most extensively, so. Um, I remember the Michigan men's basketball job came open, and so I created a three and a half minute "quote unquote" reel set to the tune of some ridiculous song, where I threw some of your most embarrassing moments over that. That was always fun—the Randy Sanders montage, you know, like a lot That's of a favorite. Of mine. A lot of my favorite stuff came from that first year, and I think it's because we were just having to pour so much effort into it that your brain was almost constantly fixated on what you could do next. And don't get me wrong—I've I- loved our shows since. Those have been fun too. Um, I think we've continued to find new and different ways to cover the teams, but also, you know, preview them, review them. Um, I really enjoyed last year going through the archives and looking at all the buzzer beaters, quote-unquote, under our definition of buzzer beater, from men's basketball over the 15 years of archives we have. So um, this show, I don't think you and me ever imagined it making the four-year mark. Um and the fact that it did, and we were able to also cover a lot of, let's be honest, fans know this, you and me know this, some pretty serious stuff that went on in the athletic department, whether it was uh, scandals, resignations, firings, uh, just people moving on and the devastations Trying to figure of out that. the show during COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a lot there. So I think walking away from ETSU and just looking specifically at this piece, obviously I could go on for hours about all the other stuff, but Sanders and the Psychic in particular, I just loved – the fact that we could do so many different things and it looked so many different ways, but we were able to maintain it in what I thought was a pretty quality way.
0: I think the one thing I always enjoy too, and yes, we did have a little fun at some other teams and other coaches and other players' expenses at time. Josh but we did try to cover the league. Yeah, uh, at the time, really, there wasn't a lot. So now there's been some pop ups. You know, there's a few. Uh, there's a, there's one down at Furman that they do, although it's not. Furman, but our our boy so kind, John, and you know with their Furman slant that he says he doesn't have that he does second rate. And then uh, you know there's a there's another one with uh, I think did and Cole make one up him and him and Will, which I do I, listen anything if you talk Southern Conference I listen to <laughs> both those podcasts yeah. so and I know all those guys so I'm I'm kind of poking a little bit at those guys but. I would like to think a little bit, maybe we inspired that, that at our level at the Southern Conference that you could. And what I took pride in was when other fans of other teams, and not all the time, obviously, did they like our takes, but a lot of time they were pumping us. Like, hey, man, these guys really are talking about Southern Conference. They really know, they really want to do. You know, because we did the the league, especially for that two-, three-year basketball stretch, was, was incredible. And I, I, I don't know, I would like to think the Southern Conference could put together some years, but just sort of, the Wafford run, the ETSU run, the UNCG run, just kind of in three straight years, what they were able to do and then get in the tournament, you know, Wafford wins a game. Um, UNCG I think lost by four or five, and then ETSU, who knows? We think they could at least probably hung one W on the board and, and you know, like Wafford had a shot to get the second one. So that was a special thing. And then football and and Mike wasn't here obviously for the for the sort of that 10 year 12 year hiatus and the hurt and the pain but to be able to come in and be a part of the 2018 and be a part of this year uh the only thing i, I feel bad for you was you know i never could get you a women's basketball championship i never c- i tried we tried uh, and of course we have nothing to do with that but that was the only thing i you know what uh, was trying to, to kind of have your own your own thing because we've had i think you know don hellman did um most of the the women I want to say maybe John Stevens did that last year but I did have you know multiple guys doing women that were able to to kind of experience and that was sort of your sport so I do feel bad for you in that regard but certainly I know you've made some uh, friends along the way and and not just that I think people don't understand how much you get a uh, that we and specifically you get to interact with all the other coaches that pe- people really don't get to know
1: yeah and we always try to bring something to the show I think that Fans don't know, or you don't hear, and I think that's part of the fun of doing it, and also I think part of the value of listening to this show is like, okay, like what what thing behind the scenes that obviously we can talk about, right? We didn't break any you know confidential news on here or anything stuff we weren't supposed to talk about, which is probably one of the reasons that we made it as long as we did. Um, But I'll try and do that here too. We're at Johnson City Country Club on Wednesday. Uh, Matt McGahee, of course, is leaving after 13 years, going to Air Force. He was being celebrated. Doc and uh, Cheryl, a um, couple of uh, individuals that have been in this athletic department for quite some time in a variety of different roles. Of course, Doc is now the interim AD. Sheryl uh, is, um, I guess you'd call, executive assistant or whatever for um, you know, office-type manager, um, along with Tammy, who's fantastic, and I'm really going to miss. But those two really put together that event. And uh, Coach Mock, the new women's basketball coach, is there. And um, firstly, for Buck fans, um, you know, trying to get a gauge on – who she is and if she will be successful and obviously you know a couple of years off you maybe you're looking and saying well who knows what I'm going to get and she's had tons of success in her career and um, took UNCA to great heights we talked about the game that uh, ETSU went up to UNCA I think it was 2018 perhaps um, and the Bucs could only score 14 points in the first half and you know hung tough in the second half fought back and made it a tight game at the end, had a couple chances to win, it couldn't do so, but we reminisced about that game a bit. Um, But we also, you know, we talked about Coach Zell, we talked about a lot of the history of ETSU and her time at UNCA, and she was like, I'm really sorry that I won't be able to have you as my radio guy. And I was like, well, you'll probably reconsider that statement when I tell you that my record as play-by-play man for ETSU women's basketball is 28-83. and So not only was there not a championship in there, Jay Sandoz, uh, right when I took over four years ago was the nosedive, dive, the kind of tailspin where uh, things just started to not produce at the level they had. And, you know, the coaches Elliers, um, they had their ups and downs, right? 2014, 15, fantastic. 2017, 18, fantastic. couple of good years in between. And then things just kind of fell apart without Tiana Tartar and Eric Haynes Overton transferring and so on and so forth. Um, but I can't help but feel somewhat responsible outside of Tiana Tarter and Eric Hans-Overton and Coach Zell. I mean, you look at the numbers, program really solid the previous 10, 15 years, and then I come in and ruin the whole thing. As we know,
0: as your broadcaster, you determine wins and losses. This is something broadcasters have kept up with for many years. And the one constant in the last four years of women's basketball has been you. And it's not been good. And I also enjoyed that Coach Mock looked at you as if you were really serious on your record and you had to reassure, yes, I've kept up with this. This is not, I just didn't throw out a random numbers. This is a very true games I have broadcast. Here's my record.
1: And then, of course, you were quickly there to say, well, my record's 2-1 in those four years when I filled in for Mike. And so, obviously, that came full circle, and she was very happy to have you and happy to see me go.
0: Yeah, but I, and then I'm probably not going to do the games. But that's okay. I may. You never know. I mean, I, I, you know, I actually had I had to look that back up. I was 2-2. Two two. I forgot. 2-2. Two two. Uh, uh, but,
1: but, a shock you exaggerated it in the moment.
0: That's fair. Uh, still, five hundred better than you. Uh, I forgot. I had to fill in for Furman this year. I'd forgotten oh, about. Yes. How I, I did the road game at Furman. So, yes. COVID. Uh, yeah, COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. So that was the uh, that put me at two and two. So there you go. But you were much better at uh, uh, ETSU um, uh, football uh, on the mic uh, as far as TV play by play and uh, men's basketball. Well, I those were a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, to be able to do Division One men's basketball and football, something that I never imagined I'd be able to do on a platform like ESPN Plus. And the fact that football gave us the year that they did this past year, and I do just want to say over my five years, and I put out a big compilation of our radio intros today as hopefully a way to kind of round out my time and give Buck fans something to remember this very unique five years by. Um, really, I would have probably included another couple of years if I had been here for those, but I could only do the five years because that's the only um, – times that I was here, there's just so much that happened. And yes, I think it will be remembered um, in a variety of ways, some of them good, some of them bad. Of course, these last 18 months have been a real challenge for a lot of people here, some that are no longer here. Um, But just think about, and we've talked about this on shows here and there, but considering this is the last one, I would like to reiterate. I mean, the football championship in 2018, obviously the football championship this past year where you only lose – One game during the regular season. You pull off the incredible comeback. The damn regular season championship, in the rarest of scenarios, comes down to the final two teams to be able to win it. Luck would have it that it was at ETSU. So, obviously, you would have done the game either way. I was just so lucky to be able to do it and it comes down to the final play like I mean that's a one in a million shot you know of course men's basketball you know I was looking back at those intros and the 2019-20 season was incredible coach Forbes called me right before we came on and hurled many um, demeaning epithets at me about Minnesota and returning there because he's an Iowa guy and that is spot on for coach Forbes I wouldn't have it any other way Um, but that will always be one of the things that I remember is a standout season. And, um, you know, e- even some of the, you know, quote unquote, you know, non-revenue generating Olympic sports, I covered those very closely. I mean, Bonavia Jenkins, her first year, you know, and Lindsey Devine, her last couple of seasons and uh, men's soccer did some good things. And, you know, uh, women's soccer was going through a transition, but there's good things on the horizon there. And you've got 2.5 million being sunk into baseball. Like it's been a great five years for this department there are good times ahead and obviously some of the off the field away from the court type stuff has tarnished and marred this time period and just saying this from the inside it was really really challenging and not fun all the time um but that's what did make some of the great moments that much better
0: I'm gonna hit first down for me there guy
1: yeah oh wow well do you want first down or
0: it's not a fail. No,
1: it's not a fail? It's not a fail. Well, I might even clear First down. I, tre- I cleared the fails. Why would I do that?
0: I don't know. The show is constantly failing. I don't know why we have to- All right, first down with uh, Mike. Oh, no, boy. All right, here's my question to you. Okay, yeah. and again, uh, he is clearly not knowing this was coming. So he's going to take a second, I'm sure, on a few of these. The first down I would like to know, favorite broadcast moment you had, and it can't be football or basketball.
1: Okay. Um, What comes to mind right away is volleyball and Olivia Cunningham breaking Lauren Hatch's single match kill mark. They were tied at 29, and it was the final point of the match. Final point of the match, fifth set, 14-12, I think it was, and Olivia goes cross-court, drops one just perfectly in on the near line if you're looking at the camera, and someone that will never get enough credit here by because of the nature of his job, it's Stephen May, so our director of creative services, runs all our broadcasts, He and Patrick Ball, who is his assistant director, just got the perfect shots for that sequence. And we had a good, like, two minutes there where everything came together fantastically. At the end of the match, the record, and they just stuck with Olivia. And you can see the student manager, Levi, telling Olivia, hey, you got the record. And then over the PA, the record gets announced. And it was just sensational the way all of that worked together. Some by happenstance, some intentionally. Um, but that right off the top of my head is um, number one. There were a lot of things from this last baseball season as well. Um, the last couple baseball seasons, really, but but there's probably like four or five, six of those. Uh, volleyball and Olivia Cunningham stand out as number one right off the top of my head. Second down?
0: Second down. All right. Second
1: fail. There it is. Oh, it was the second Why fail. Why didn't I clear the first one? That's strange. I
0: don't know. I don't yeah. know. Uh, so here's a here's question on that. Uh, interaction with a coach. Doesn't have to be on air. It could be around the office that uh, went awry.
1: <laughs> How long is this show supposed to be? <laughs> as long as you want to talk. Oh man. Um, okay, Coach Zell. Probably where you thought this was headed. She had a reputation of being a bit hard on some individuals. Um, I never took it in any way other than she's very passionate, very dedicated to her program. That's just always how I, I try to put myself in her shoes. And so, um, there were a couple of times where there was kind of some, um, over the top interactions or requests from Coach All there's two that, that pop into my head and this, this is all water under the bridge. Me and Coach coaches still talk all the time. Um, still very close and you know, I'm sure she'd listen to these and be like, boy, I, Not quite sure that I, A, remember that in the heat of the moment, or B, um, realized that that was probably not uh, the nicest thing to do. I wrote a headline when I was doing sports information for women's basketball as well. You said it was kind of my sport. For a couple of years there, I was doing sports information broadcast, like just kind of running the whole show um, with a little bit of help from uh, Matt Bush, who did a lot of game day stuff. Uh, But it was kind of my baby at that time. And I wrote a headline about... It was right after Christmas, maybe 2019 or 2020. I can't remember which one. About how it was ETSU's first home game against a Division I opponent in like four weeks. And I realize now the error of my ways here because when you're a coach, especially Coach Zell who prides herself on creating a very difficult schedule, take on all comers type approach, you see that and you're like, why is my guy knocking me? And she called me about five minutes after the story came out and she was like, what in the bleep do you think you're doing? And, and went on a little bit of a tirade for about 30 seconds. And then it was over. And about an hour uh, later, she texted me and was like, hey, do you mind doing this for me? really appreciate you. You know, like it was one of those, like a little Doc Sander-esque, yeah. yeah. you know, because Doc is a little bit that way too. He will say, hey, um, you really screwed this up and this was garbage and you should be ashamed. And then come back in and be like, hey, you know, it's all good. Let's just move forward. Like I appreciate that. A little bit of honesty. And then, like, all right, this is a professional thing. Let's be professionals and move past it. Um, The other one, in one of the rough years, uh, one of the final two, I believe it was, um, Coach Zell had an inkling in her mind that ETSU did not get the uh, right end of the calls from the referees one night, specifically one ref in particular, and asked me to go back after I got home from, like, a two- or three-hour road trip back from the game. To look at the entire game and see how many fouls by this one ref were called against her team. And uh, I did it. And um, that was unique. What was the result? Uh, About even. He just didn't call a lot of fouls on either team the whole night. Hmm. You know, I I mean, coaches sometimes get an idea in their head. People do this in general, but coaches like, I know that this guy's screwing me. Or this ref's screwing Whatever. And uh, usually I've found, uh, not just with coaches, but with other coaches as well, a lot of the times it is in their head. Not to say broadcasters are right and coaches are wrong, but that is lobbed out there for people to interpret how they may.
0: Third down. Third fail. All right. Third down. What is the thing you're not going to miss around the office?
1: Well, we mentioned you steering off into space. I think that comes to my mind. (laughs) That's fair. No, you know, what I'll actually not miss um, is the physical structure itself because there's no windows. And the place I'm going, which I'm not gonna uh, reveal now, um, but I'll tell at a later date, uh, has windows, and there's natural light that comes so in. So
0: you know a days happened, or rains happened, or snow. L- literally or, yesterday,
1: yeah. where well, there was this giant storm that with thunder, flashed, apparently, I didn't hear even, and all this stuff. Neither did I. And so people were coming to, oh man, like it's really bad out there. And I was like, wow, what's going on? And that happens like once a week when you work in the dome just because also by the nature of the job, there isn't a lot of time to get up and go outside and just kind of meander around. So definitely the physical structure itself. And I will reveal this now because I'm leaving and no one can get mad at me for it anymore because I'm like two hours away from walking out the door. If they could just tear this thing down and put a really nice, brand new, beautiful, like glass, modern looking building here, I think it would go a long way towards a lot of great things. And that may be blasphemous saying about a building like this that has held so much ETSU history. Um, And it's also a little bit selfishly, on my part, like... Remembering my experience here without the windows and the natural light and valuing those things as any human would. Um, so uh, if you don't like that, I'm sorry. But also, you know, there's two hours before I leave, so I'm not actually sorry. Uh, if this was a big, beautiful, glass, modern-looking building, I think the campus would be elevated in a big way. Fourth fail. Fourth down. Fourth fail. Some people may view that as a fail, my take on third down, third fail.
0: All right, the opposite.
1: What are you going to miss the most about the office? You know, we always found a way to have fun here. Um, hmm. Yeah, we always found a way to have fun here, and especially uh, during these last 18 months. Uh, As I said, I mean, it it has not been easy uh, at times. Um, I'm also... uh, trying to be self-aware and realizing like there are a lot of people that would love to be not only in this job, but division one athletics and be able to work in this. So it is a sliding scale, right? Like we're not having to go out and like break bricks or work in a gravel pit or do hard labor of any kind. Um, There's a lot worse jobs out there than this. And this is truly been one of um, certainly my favorite job. Personally, I think it is one of the jobs out there that many people would, would like to do. And so I've been extremely lucky and blessed to be able to have it. Um. But there were hard times in the way that we can have hard times, but we always found a way to remove ourselves from that a little bit because let's be honest, I mean, seldomly if ever it involved us, and we were able to compartmentalize. Um, and whether it was you, Kevin Brown, Stephen May, uh, anyone that was around, you know, David Zerlinsky, Matt Bush, um, you know, we've come across what probably fifteen or twenty people in my time here in our little subsection of the department. Um, it was pretty incredible how you knew you'd have a smile on your face at some point during the day, just by the nature of our relationships and and the culture that we kind of built, which uh, was special.
0: All right, I got one bonus one. So no you boy. don't have—I don't think you have a button for it. Will you, at your next job, ever record a segment to try to be played on ESPN Game Day where you were naked? Ooh. And do people even know
1: you did that? What a great way to round this out. And it was Kennesaw State. It's even better. It is. I toyed with the idea of instead of putting out the intros, putting out the real video on my way out, I toyed with the idea. And we've talked about this in passing at various points, but it is true. Um, Aside from basically a tiny little spandex tan, like, skin colored cloth that I had over my junk. Uh, I was official term, by the way, completely naked on the football field for that college game day segment that we filmed in 2018, right before the Sanford game. And I still believe to this day, had we run that version that we would have gotten college game day here, I will say, I understand the reasoning from the higher ups at this university (laughs) for not wanting to go that direction. Um, but goodness would it have been uh social media shattering because truly I was willing to bear all for that to come to uh ETSU uh so firstly factual secondly um the place that I'm going doesn't maybe seem as receptive to that kind of thing uh also I I don't think this place was that receptive either to it. I don't know any place that would be that receptive to it on their social media channels. So I don't think that that's going to happen. But uh, also one of the things, dovetailing off that, that I really enjoyed about my time here was the freedom to just do stuff and try stuff and make it your own. And you gave me a lot of that. So I'd be remiss if I did not thank you uh, tenfold for uh, all the stuff that you've done for me in my time here, including at day one bringing me here. I got four months before day one bringing me here uh, because it was a life-changing opportunity and uh, I can't thank you enough. Um, I I know you and me uh, have the adversarial on-air relationship and everything, but uh, I could not have asked for a better boss and a better experience in my time here, whether I was clothed or naked.
0: Mainly clothed, if I could just throw that back out, if,
1: you know, I'm going to toss that back to you as clothed. I but know you wish you were here for the naked day. You so took that day I was, off. I was, I was
0: not here for that. Uh, I remember when they showed me the video, I went, hmm, I can't believe they didn't ask me to do that. That was my first comment. As, uh, you know, the hairy, chubby man that I am, I thought clearly we would have brought more people to the table. Yeah, it would have been even better, I think. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think um, the one thing that I'll say, and then, uh, you know, we'll... we'll I know this is killing Mike that we I, I, I had to talk him into doing this. Yeah. And I know this is not. I said no to until do. about an hour ago. So uh, he probably drank, and I just don't know it. Uh, but that being said, wouldn't be a shock either. I remember one day I had a plan for something, and I came in, and Mike's like, "No, no, no, no. I've, I've got this. and We're going to do this." And I'm sitting there, I was like, "Okay." And I went back to my office, and I stewed for a second. I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm in charge." Yeah. And then and then I actually looked at what you gave me, and I went. That's so much done better than what I came up with. That's great. <laughs> so then I, I walked back down there, and I was like, yeah, we're going to do your thing. And I remember you just kind of looked at me because it was early early on. And I, and I don't even think it was podcast. Right? I think it was like something with the radio show. I mean, something with the pregame. So, it was something that was minute. And it was after that, and then uh, I was talking to Mike White about it. And he was like, what? And I said, well, Mike, I said, uh, my thing for me was to convince you that I knew what I was doing, and I've got good ideas, and we should go with it. And I said, you know, I stood for a second. See, here's a new guy. Tell me this. And I sat back and I thought, well, why do you bring somebody in? And you had been doing regular podcast radio type stuff for a living. And I'm like, you know, doing the same thing over sometimes isn't great. Go to a new idea. And, you know, just that brief moment. And then to me, it was like, okay. And then it worked. So I was like, all right. So every time. From there forward, it was like, hey, trust your hire, Hmm. do whatever. And I think a lot of times in our field, because I know more guys probably in Mike's role than I know more in my role, and I think they don't trust those guys to do that. So um, it also took a lot off my plate because they were adding different things and we were doing, you know, and the job has changed, yada, yada. But having that for me, knowing that the back end, I never had to to send – mic a message about hey why didn't you do that or why you know just uh, he probably had sent more to me hey i thought you were gonna do that than i did him so uh that is what i miss the most uh as far as us is the creativity the drive i've always been a a junkie up until my kids are i'm having to leave work to go do kid activities with them and stuff that i never did before and so Getting that aspect of my life was there, but the production side, the creative side is always something I'm enjoying. And then getting sort of a, a like mind in the fact we like to do that. We certainly aren't like-minded in our creativity uh, in how we do things, but that's what I miss. And then just the, the class. And I can't say enough about um, how Mike has conducted himself. And I know he's had, again, when you – aren't a a boss or a leader in certain aspects. And I'm not either in some of these aspects I'm about to speak about. Like you have to eat whatever they feed you. And then you, you know, as we are media guys, have to go out and, you know, be a company guy and and do all that. And there are things around the company that people would be shocked probably we agree with. And there's probably things that we probably disagreed with that they would be shocked too. And that's just how much of a pro that I think – we are as far as handling ourselves during what has been clearly the most interesting, I think, other than football being dropped and just the pure visceral hate that was going on and other things going on during, you know, the 2003, before we really kind of started to mend fences and started to build and do different things and get the department going in the right direction. But that's that's the one thing I'm going to miss, just the the word class comes to mind because I know – there have been frustrating times as there can be when, you know, you're not the guy and sometimes you had to, you know, whether it was me saying no or somebody else saying no, but never did it ever come across and especially on air. I mean you've had to and we just said it, you've had to call some games as we all have done. I can think of one particular <laughs> baseball year, I think we won ten games and I'm and we were losing by about eight runs every game and I'm sitting there showing up every game and I'm like, all right, today's the day, baby. And you've got to be able to do it. But that's the part of being the pro. You're going to do great in whatever you're going to do. Uh, you're very talented. If there was a way to keep you here, we would have did it. But as, you know, I've told many people and they ask me about, oh, you shocked Mike's gone? I'm like, well, people, where could he go? I said, you know, if I go, it's a logical step you're here. But if I don't go, and I've been here 21 years, you've already said it. It's uh,
1: Not going to play that waiting game. It's, it, 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 it,
0: it could be another 21 years. Yeah. Who knows? It could be a long time. So I've always encouraged Mike um, – Last year I really was hard, not hard, I was harping mm-hmm. on you to try to find something. You ran with it last year, you had a lot of interviews, you had a lot of interviews this year, you finally got something uh, that stuck that I know you'll announce at a later time so I won't go there, but my final thing is I just appreciate all the class, the hard work, you gave ETSU five great years and you certainly left it better than how you found
1: it. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to out you here one last time. Do you have your readers with you? Because you have readers now.
0: I do have. Read, read do you hands. have them with you? They are in my office. I'm not going to go get them. Okay, but yes, I, I
1: do. Well, I'm going to. You're a broadcaster, so you can tap dance for 15, 20 seconds. I wasn't going to do this, but I'll be right back.
0: Okay, Mike Gallagher needs me. To, he, he's going to. First of all, he knows I can't read. Forget the readers. I, I mean, like it's like having me text message you or uh, send an email with no punctuation or capital letters. So if you ever get emails. Uh, from me i'm sorry uh i just you know even twitter i struggle with that somewhat a lot of times i have to have uh, mike gallagher uh on twitter read my stuff what uh,
1: all right so you're gonna make me read this well no since you can't read firstly as you said when i was out of the room because i have my office is like 20 feet yeah. that way uh but also that you don't have your readers because you are extremely ancient at this point i will read it um I kind of like you know this stuff to be between us, but because you brought up the field and broadcasting and how it is and the struggles of some that are in my position to gain traction and get their ideas heard and just be given the freedom to do stuff, um, this is my uh, goodbye card to Jay Sandos. Now, usually on occasions, I get you alcohol. Let's just be honest; that's what I usually get you: Christmas, uh, special occasions, whatever get you booze this time i i got you my words which i know are not nearly as valuable to you as that but uh because we went this direction with the conversation i'm just gonna read to you what i wrote and then you can either throw it away which is i'm guessing what you're gonna do or put it on a mantle or in a drawer that you'll never see again whatever jay i figured i had gotten you enough booze in these five years and that i'd do your liver a favor and giving it a break on the way out <laughs>
0: It's probably a good point.
1: <laughs> it goes without saying, but I'm going to make sure that I do my best to really drive the point home. Your decision to bring me here may be the biggest impact on my life to this point. It allowed me to get a master's degree. I'll use directly in my next job. Allowed me to broaden my skill set, and in parentheses, from the exactly one that I had when I moved here, which is broadcasting. And uh, in, in parentheses. To be diverse enough to get this next job and perhaps most importantly allowed me to live a dream I wasn't sure I'd ever be able to achieve broadcasting Division 1 athletics. While all that was great, and this is where it ties in, what I appreciated maybe more than any of it was the freedom you gave me to take on projects that really could have gone to either of us. I'm not breaking news to you when I say that broadcasters can be petty and egotistical. And I think many others in your shoes would have gone alpha male on the situation. But instead, you were humble, gracious, and you allowed me to undertake a lot of things that really helped me develop as a broadcaster and media professional for that. And so much else, I am forever grateful. I'm running out of room, which I was. Uh, so I'll close by saying, I'm sorry this card isn't alcohol. I'll send you more sometime down the road. There you go, boss. And hey, we never talked about that, so no. I'm going to miss you, man.
0: Yeah, Get my guy. You know, we don't ever say that. I don't yeah. think I've ever said anything uh, nice to you in uh, five years. Sorry. That's yeah. been the beauty of it. <laughs> that's a, but that's that we a, can now is nice. That's actually the you know, and that is part of the farce, right? That we're having cereal, we yell yeah. at each other, we don't get along, we do yeah. get along, and it's great. He's gonna be missed, but he's moving on to better things, and uh, that's all you can ask for, man. So. I appreciate everything you've done for ETSU the last five years. I know we'll be in touch yeah. and I can't wait to let
1: you let everybody else know what you think. Thank you and thanks to the fans because one of the things that makes this gig in particular so fun to show up to is that ETSU does have the best fans in the SoCon. Dedicated, loyal, involved. Without them, it wouldn't have been nearly what it is. Alright, Sandos and no
0: sidekick. Or Sandos and will it be a sidekick? Will it be Sandos? Will it be silence? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Sandos and the Sanders. I don't know. I need a week to recover. Still with the Buccaneers with that one.